Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewick. He's Corey Peeper. As we uh, try to make vocal cords work uh, when we want them to work uh, and, and get a chance to explain some other uh, problems that need fixing uh, in Major League Baseball, we'll try to make a segue out of that uh, and uh, look at the National League for fixing the contender. I could have been a contender. Well, with uh, GM Corey putting his hat uh, hat on there, GM hat, to uh, identify problems and solutions uh, in a world where we like to identify problems, but very few have solutions to it. We got the solutions right here. Just stick around as we take a look at the uh, National League uh, and putting contenders into the driver's seat uh, to go for it all. We'll go through a lot of big call-ups taken up uh, this week. Uh, some key players, a lot of uh, top 10 overall prospects, top 25 overall prospects. Uh, I think this is the most I've seen in one uh, from the beginning of this year to where we are now, the most like uh, of that level of prospects all called up in the same season or by this level and playing key roles uh, or getting ready to play key roles. So a lot of that to uh, to look at and see how these teams, some of them are uh, teams that are trying to give hope for tomorrow, and uh, some of these guys are uh, trying to give hope for today. So we'll take a look at that as well as some interesting rumors uh, making their way around. Uh, all that and more as we... Uh, uh, remind that uh, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for uh, baseball games, movies of choice, come hungry, leave happy. Uh, we are, uh, as well in the, the uh, peak summertime that is heated up around here as well and has got Love things it. heating up at the at the wagon. Yeah, it was busy weekend. The weather on the weekend was lovely. Now it's a little hot outside with the weekend weather for the first time in... I don't know, a month. It didn't rain so on at least one of the four days. So people came out in big groups, and I can't complain about that. Just keep coming. Yeah, we'll be there again next week. Anything uh, getting uh, perfected in the lab? I'm within by the end of this mm, by the end of this month. I should have the online option order to go. I'm close. There so we go. that's that's the closest I got this week to any of that stuff. <laughs> Well, and when there's uh, good weather, that means there's already a lot of other uh, 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 things on the the dock. It was added people of being around, getting out and about. It was, and it was yeah, a beautiful weekend. It was, it was so nice in Wisconsin. Uh, this is the time to live in Wisconsin. And this, uh, even today, it's definitely warmer out there, but the humidity is not there yet. Uh, and there's still, if it, it always teases at the end of that seven day forecast, you always want to get a little bit closer to see if it's just if it's just there to tease you or if it's actually going to happen. But they're talking still upper seventies uh, at the end of the, the next week. So if that's still uh, hanging around here uh, as we approach July, I'm I'm quite content uh, uh, with that. We've had a, a beautiful start to the summer. I, this is the weather that I love. You crank it up to ninety, and I'm all for it. So I know people like the seventies. I don't mind the seventies, but you give me ninety, and that's where I'm at. We're uh, definitely uh, nearing that territory, and uh, uh, again, this may be a picture-perfect weather around here, but what we're going to do is talk about teams that uh, aren't seeing all the the picture-perfect elements to their team. There's uh, uh, chinks in the armor, there's holes that need to be filled, there's uh, uh, 
parts of the team that need to be corrected if they want to go deep into October. Uh, so as we take a look at the National League, uh, how this is going to work is as we talk about our, our fixing contenders uh, segment, uh, is Corey has identified a team in the NL East, NL Central, and NL West. Uh, and we are going to dive into that. And how this is going to work is he has the team. I have not heard a thing beforehand here within it. Uh, so we'll bounce off questions, off knee-jerk reactions uh, to that, uh, and I will try to uh, uh, push back on his uh, on his teams or on his proposal, uh, and I'll try to play the role of skeptic and make him uh, prove uh, why he's exactly right to be wearing the GM uh, hat uh, for this team. So let's dive into the NL East. Who do you have for us? The team that we both picked to win this division was the Philadelphia Phillies. They are currently sitting at 36, 32 in third place because the Mets are really good. They already won today. The Braves just got done with their 14-game winning streak before they lost a one to nothing match. And Philly is doing pretty good themselves. It's been overshadowed by how good the Braves were the last few weeks, but they're up to 36 and 32 themselves here. But the offense is starting to mash now. Schwarber is on one of his heaters. He was suddenly tied for the NL lead in home runs. Harper looks like a legitimate chance to repeat his MVP award. Castellanos could actually pick it up, and they have two aces and reliable options throughout the rotation. It's not as bad as some years, but the weakness is still the bullpen. I was going to say, I'm betting, uh, without seeing what you got here for me, I'm assuming bullpen's going to be playing a a role here yet. But it's it's not as historically bad as it's been in previous years. That's at least the the one uh, uh, highlight. Okay, take Tuesday against the Marlins because that's the I did this on a couple days ago. Take Tuesday against the Marlins. Their offense falls down four to nothing. Then they take an eight to four lead because of their offense putting up eight runs, only to watch their bullpen give up seven runs in the last three innings. Corey Knable gets removed from the closer's role the next day. They say they're going to go between Sir Anthony Dominguez and Brad Hand. I would prefer they just went to Sir Anthony Dominguez, but you should have traded for David Bednar yesterday. Like that one has to happen. This team has to make a move for David Bednar. I think if they truly want to make up some ground here, you cannot blow games where your team's scoring eight runs. David Bednar is obviously the, uh, uh, the big name out there. If you can get him, uh, there's still going to be some debate uh, as uh, Pittsburgh can decide with as much team control as there is. Uh, what incentive do they have to trade this year versus next year? Uh, now, granted, the volatility of relievers and, and uh, reliever market, uh, maybe this is, the, especially if you're holding on to the top card, uh, maybe that's worth uh, uh, worth the uh, making the move now uh, while a guy might be at more peak value or especially with relievers. If it was, uh, for example, if we're talking uh, Brian Reynolds, you may not nece- necessarily have a reason to uh, do that uh, uh, this year versus next year. Uh, but there is volatility when it comes to relievers, so maybe this is the time to uh, sell high on that. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I remember, was, was it uh, Ricardo Rodriguez at one point? Richard Rodriguez. Richard Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, uh, I just was having an I Love Lucy moment, but uh, <laughs> uh, but the uh, they held on to him before and then finally let him go closer or closer to his uh, free agent time and didn't get as much form as a result. Uh, so what do they do in this stage? But let's talk about if you're actually going to do that. Uh, what does Philly have in their uh, a farm system uh, to uh, uh, to make the Pirates actually listen uh, and be enticed by that phone call? So that's that's the problem. Is Philly has two very highly regarded prospects. Uh, Mick Abel is a pitching prospect, but he's 20 years old down at Single A. But that's a ways away. He's certainly a 
big enough prospect name that I think it's possible that they would I, – I think the Pirates would say, sure, we'll give you David Bednar for that. I'm not sure Philly wants to give up a pitching prospect of Mick Abel's capabilities. Bryson Stott is playing shortstop for them primarily right now, or second base now that Segura's hurt, but he's at the big league level. He's a pretty highly regarded prospect in his own right. I don't know if we've ever really talked about Bryson Stott this year because he's been kind of overshadowed by Jeremy Pena's start to shortstop, who's now currently hurt, but Bryson Stott's a pretty highly regarded shortstop prospect, but we're going to talk about Pittsburgh. They just called up a shortstop themselves this weekend. And so then you get to the the little lower level is you have – Johan Rojas, Andrew Painter. The one I think is interesting would be Matt Vierling. Matt Vierling is an outfielder who's currently on the Philly roster. He's currently at on Philly's roster, but they have outfielders. They have signed Schwarber and Castellanos, and they still have Odebell Herrera. Now, none of them are good at defense. That's the other thing we could talk about. Their defense is horrid, but we've talked about that before. They have Mickey Moniak. He's a former first pick overall in the draft. He's been on the bench at times, too. So I think... like. You offer Matt Veerling, and you see what Pittsburgh says. Pittsburgh has a could, could use anything they can to help out. So I'm just trying to pull up uh, 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 more recent, uh, trying to look at top. Uh, where do these guys fit in uh, different top 100 rankings? Uh, and I think it, it sounds like... Uh, we should go uh, over the prospects sometime soon. Yeah, for the NFL, it, MLB draft's coming up. I, Especially as we, as a lot of these guys are graduating, what is the new farm system? Because we're used to these top names. We've heard these top names for a while. Who are the the names that we need to part uh, start to put on the on the simmer uh, to uh, start getting getting ready for? So I think that's a great idea in the next few weeks to take a look at that. Uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, again, at one point, Mick Abel was uh, ranked 99th. That was a year ago. So I haven't seen the updated rankings that I'm trying to hunt down here. Uh, I know that. Uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, Keith Law ranked the Phillies farm system as worst in the National League. Uh, <laughs> Baseball America had him ranked 23rd, uh, so obviously in, in the lower tier. Uh, but it's going to come down to, again, what do you like of uh, Abel, Painter, and, and Stott? You know, those are, those are the, the key guys. Yeah, Andrew Page uh, is a good one. And, uh, and so you have uh, – uh, it's going to take one of those for sure uh, as a matter of uh, – for that type of – that type of player to come back, and now you may not want to trade that for a relief uh, relief pitcher. If that's the case, there still are some others. I think the team I'd be calling is the Kansas City Royals. Uh, you have from Scott Barlow to Josh Stamont. Uh, Cheyenne's kind of come off Stamont a little bit, but he's still uh, a very good uh, reliever that I think would have more uh, more recognition if he was on a contending team. Uh, so I think that's an idea there for the uh, for different bullpen arms. Uh, David Robertson, uh, uh, he's uh, been doing uh, better with with Cubs. Uh, that might be another interesting one within it. Obviously, Bednar's the the uh, the crown jewel of the relief market this year, uh, and it would be fun. I would be aggressive in one of those players getting that for him and finally getting a lockdown guy to put at the bottom of that pen. If you're going to contend in a very difficult NL East. Uh, to do what it takes to uh, to get him, and that's and I think that's what we both agree on is if Philly is going to push towards I don't catching the Mets is going to be hard, but if they're going to push for even a wild card spot at this point, you got to catch Atlanta, and you're not doing it with the bullpen they have right now. That you cannot. They're getting uh, the other night. Aaron Nola pitched eight innings of one run ball, and they lost a game. Like that's not good. You cannot win games if you can't win games that you're getting out of your aces. You're not going to make up any ground. So it's they have to. Make a plan of fixing their bullpen and and get it done. Whether it's yes, yeah, Stalmont's good. You mentioned some of the Kansas City. Those on the lower end, sure, yeah, get two, three of them, right? Because you certainly got holes galore. 
the rankings for, for the Mick Abels ranked 50, 51st uh, in Baseball America's uh, top 100. Bryson Stott at 67. Uh, so that's uh, uh, when it comes high-end pitching and, and middle-end fielders. Uh, and uh, to get him, you're going to have to part with something that's pr- pretty pricey. Uh, so that's going to become the question of what do you think of uh, David Bednar? Uh, do you like him moving into a more high-profile situation in the NL East uh, and in this uh, contending role? Uh, and if, if so, uh, then you're going to have to pay to get him, uh, which, again, the nice thing about Bednar, uh, because there's so much team control, he's cheap for a while. Uh, and on a team that already has uh, been maxing out that budget and been spending a lot, there's value in that too. Uh, again, how much are you going to go at your farm system uh, that is already not ranked very well? Uh, to me, one of the biggest steps for this team in the offseason, they need to invest considerably in the international market uh, where that you can you can spend uh, to get some of these guys to help get the system going a little bit. Uh, because for teams like this, this is your currency uh, in midseason. This is what you need. Not only maybe for development, for bringing up, but again, to at least have them available to make trades to get the veterans uh, win ready uh, guys now. Uh, so we'll uh, see what happens uh, there. Anything else besides a uh, bullpen there? Is that the key uh, key thing at this point? That's the key. That offense is so loaded. You know, and, and that starting pitching, obviously they have the big horses at the top. This really is that finishing piece. And when you understand what you already have, the offense has gone according to plan, right? This is what they wanted. Uh, and Nick Castellanos maybe hasn't hit quite as much at, at the level they've wanted yet. Schwarber has. Uh, Bryce Harper obviously is doing his thing. Uh, this offense is good. Alec Bohm has been quietly good for them uh, uh, in a in a complimentary role uh, on, on this team. Uh, with that being the case, uh, and especially seeing how aggressive the Mets are, are being uh, and the teams within it, yeah, I, I would say I would I would give up a top prospect to get the, uh, the best uh, – uh, shut down reliever I can. That's going to also be with contending teams uh, for years in the future. Moving to the NL Central, uh, who do you got here? Well, we're in we're in Wisconsin again, and so at the time when I did this, they were in second. They've moved into a dead tie, but we had to talk about the Brewers because I hate using health as an excuse. But when you look at this team, it's it's kind of hard to find improvements in like a trade market, right? So the Brewers. You know, you're not going to improve really on Omar Narvaez as a catcher. I mean, you can Wilson Contreras is not getting traded in Milwaukee. I'm sure that's not going to happen. So then you go to first base. Arito has played pretty well over there. He's still rocking above 100 OPS plus, so you're doing just fine. Second, Colton Wong's hurt. He, you know, you got to try and get him healthy, right? Shortstop, Willie Adamas has been hurt. He's on a little bit of a home run streak here a little bit, but get healthy. Then Luis Urias moves to third, and... The outfield is still Yelich, Renfro, and now Lorenzo Cain got cut this week. Uh, congratulations on a very good career, Lorenzo Cain. In a few years, I'm sure he'll be in the Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame. Very classy move, uh, by the way, by the, the Brewers. They waited until he officially hit the 10-year marker, which means then he is now eligible for... Bigger pensions. Yep. Uh, and, uh, again, so classy move by the Brewers for allowing him to get there before they did that because, obviously, this move is planned because it was at that 10-year marker that they did this. So, again, they could have done it uh, uh, a month few ago. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, again... Uh, it's not often that we see uh, ownership and uh, front offices doing things like that, doing right by players uh, within it. So, again, hat tip to them. Uh, and, again, congratulations to uh, Lorenzo Cain for a, a wonderful 10-year career. And uh, if this is all that uh, all there is to it, uh, again, a very uh, solid uh, player in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. But 
the offense is hard to say, okay, we can upgrade here or we can upgrade there. Could they go out and get Andrew Benatendi? Sure, yeah, you could. Is Andrew Benatendi light years better than Tyrone Taylor? I don't know. Because Andrew McCut like Andrew McCutcheon's had stretches where he's been playing the outfield. Is he is Andrew Benatendi better than Andrew McCutcheon? Maybe, like fractionally, but it's not a lot. This is a hard team to upgrade. You're, and, you're describing it very well. So that's why, you know, I hear people, because I said we live in Wisconsin, so I figured we had to do this one. And I say, okay, well, who? Like, where is the offensive improvement? And if anything, now this is hard to believe from where we started the year, it's it's gonna be in the pitching. And it's not because they don't have talent, but Freddie Peralta's hurt, and we haven't heard a word about it, which makes me worry that we're going to see the Tyler Glassnell thing where we don't hear anything. Maybe he's trying to recover, and in a month or two, he gets Tommy John surgery, and he's out all next year. Brandon Woodruff is getting close. He's getting close. He made a rehab start, so maybe next week. Corbin Burns is still healthy, but suddenly Aaron Ashby hit the IL today with forearm strain. Anytime you're talking about forearm strain, that's terrifying. They said, oh, he's going to be okay, and then now we hit the IL. So that's scary, right? Eric Lauer suddenly looks pretty average. His 96 earlier in the year is 92 now, and suddenly he's not the fourth ace on this team. He, he's he was Eric propping Lauer. up this rotation that now all of a sudden, especially with Ashby going out, now this has become what was a strength has now become a weakness. And they've gotten good. Like Jason Alexander's come up, and he's been pretty good with a big sinker, like out of nowhere. And so from the opening day till now, the Brewers – have went without Aaron Ashby, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and in the bullpen, Trevor Gotzer, Jake Cousins is hurt, John Del Gustave is hurt. So at the beginning of the year, if you told me they're adding a new pitcher, I'd have said, why? Like, I can't, couldn't see it happening. But now, roster resource only lists four starters. Corbin Burns, Eric Lauer, Jason Alexander, Adrian Hauser. They signed Chichi Gonzalez. Is Chichi Gonzalez off of waivers from Minnesota? Is that improving your pitching staff? Not really. Like, you're maybe eating some innings for you. But if they make a move, I, I think it's going to have to be pitching to try to help, like, just keep pushing the season along, like, eating innings, getting there until Woodruff's back, Ashby's back. You know, you've got to get to the end of the year, and they're not going to do it, I don't think, with Chichi Gonzalez. Maybe it's Ethan Small, right? We saw Ethan Small once. It was uninspiring. He walked too many, which was the thing. It was the Aaron Ashby debut, right? We've So we've seen it and then watched him uh, uh, improve from there. Small can do that. Uh, then he, uh, they need him to play a, a key role. It helps that Brandon Woodruff is now on on a rehab assignment, so he's getting closer to it. Uh, that's key. But and you have Woodruff and Burns. Uh, you need a third, uh, and right now, do you really have it? You're not going to count on Peralta. Uh, you're not going to count on Ashby. Uh, either one of those guys would have been able to fill that role. Obviously, Peralta was the original three. Uh, Lauer. Uh, we were talking in, in April, May. Yeah, we were thinking that maybe that he could fill in for that role. Now there's question marks on, uh, was that just a, uh, it wasn't uh, a fluke, but he's not, he doesn't have, the stuff is not matching what it was at the beginning of the year. Is that just a bit of tiredness as we reach this stage of the season? Uh, is he going to be able to get the, the, the fastball bat, back up a couple of notches the way it was? Uh, only the their front office is going to have an answer to that question on how confident they are uh, in Lauer's ability to, uh, to be that three. If not, uh, if they have to go more than just uh, innings eating, uh, Who's the target uh, for the Brewers to uh, to solve the uh, the rotation level, uh, or is there a, a bat that you would like to see them uh, seek? In, harder to do given the challenges of, of positions and what's there. So I don't 
think it's going to be a bat. I think it's going to be an arm. And I don't think it's going to be a, this team's not going to go after Frankie Montas or some of those big names we talked about. I think it's going to be someone Chad Cool's having a pretty good year for Colorado right now. Yeah. Chad Cool's pitched pretty well. He's a free agent after this year. Martin Perez pitched pretty well for Texas, right? Like it's not been, I don't think Martin Perez is great. It's only a rental, but could he get you to where you need to be? Jose Quintana for Pittsburgh. Now that's within the division, but he's been within the division for a long time. He had some stretches of being pretty good. Wayne Miley was with the Brewers a long time ago. Like, I think it's more likely to be someone on that. I don't think the Brewers are going to make a move and say, okay, we're giving up you know, Jackson Churio or Joey Weimer are their big prospect names, Sal Freelich, one of those guys to try to make a move to get Frankie Montas. But if you told me they gave up a low-end prospect and brought back Martin Perez on a rental to get them two months further along, let Aaron Ashby rest or whatever and – get there that i think is very possible you want a fun one i got a fun uh, a fun trade speculation for you go it uh because i'm going to do a combo a one-stop shopping mm-hmm. uh I, I will talk ben attendee mm-hmm. because i would love to see zach granke return uh, to the brewers yeah. uh he is an interesting uh he went back home right this is where he wanted to be and he knew this was not a contending team so he wanted to pitch where he was comfortable he was comfortable pitching for the brewers Here's a chance where again for this you you go uh, uh, for a uh, just a contention run, small market team. You like being a part of that. He's a bit of an, an odd duck. Uh, he has been uh, been there before. Uh, here's your way of adding a little bit of offense and him together. It clears a little salary uh, for the uh, for the Royals. Uh, and you're talking uh, would it take uh, a guy closer to the end, whether they want to go for uh, more low. Uh, low A or at A with the Jackson Jurio, uh, or okay, we gotta uh, talk about Jackson Jurio here. Let's do it. Okay, so Jackson Jurio is younger than any player that's going to be drafted in two weeks. Yep, he's eighteen. He, he is about to turn eighteen. He is slugging six hundred at single A. So I gotta find this stat because it was I did not. It was not me who found this. I found it online. Uh, Cream City Prospects. Okay, where is it? Mm, Jackson Jurio, where did you go? Oh, boy. I know I can't find it, which stinks. But essentially, Jackson Churio at the age of 18 at single A. Okay. Jackson Churio, since he got to this level, leads the league in batting, slugging, OPS, hits, doubles, extra base hits, total bases. He's tied in homers. Like, if Jackson Churio was that's, available yeah, for the That's dra- not going to be the, the guy here. If Jackson Churio was available for the draft, he probably goes number one. Like, that's the pretty much the consensus. Oh, here it is. Highest runs created plus for an 18-year-old in full season A ball. Jackson Churio's at a 184. Uh, the other people on this list, 172, Mike Trout. 169, Giancarlo Stanton. 164, Bryce Harper. 155, Wander Franco. 154, Fernando Tatis. 151, Vlad Jr. 150, Freddie Freeman. 147, Carlos Correa. That's good company. And that when you're above those guys, company. like Jackson Churio, now he's running like a 400 Babbitt, right? It's He's very good. He's very talented. They signed him. You were talking about international market. That's where they got Jackson Churio. That's the you take your chances on a seventeen year old. You hope you get Wander Franco, right? That's what the that's what the Rays did. So could Jackson Churio's do be that? Maybe in you know, four years, but I don't think this team's given up Jackson Churio to get Zach Ranky. I I was looking at the number ninety ranking on uh, uh, MLB.com's uh, list without looking at uh, complete statistics on that one. And uh, after hearing those numbers, I'm like yeah, this guy is about as untouchable as you're going to have outside of a larger impact multi year player. Both those guys are expiring contracts, uh, so you'll be looking at something else to uh, to make the move within it. Uh, there would be opportunity there 
uh, uh, to do that, even if it's just Zach Granke. Uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, and I think it's one that, that definitely could play because he's not going to cost as much. This would be just a team uh, doing right by a veteran player. Uh, who's a, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to a team for a, a, a contending stretch uh, with within it because he's not going to go just anywhere. Uh, so that that's going to keep the price down. Uh, and then I wouldn't be a bit surprised he resigns with Kansas City in the offseason. Yeah, he loves it there. I just brought up Baseball America. They did their update the beginning of June, I think. Jackson Churia was 43rd on the list now. He shot up big time. Yes, he did. Uh, it was actually the second biggest jump in the rankings, up from number 9 to 6. Bryce Terang is at 82. That one I could see uh, just because shortstop is blocked, right? Willie Adamas is there for the foreseeable future. And I'm sure in the offseason there will be a contract extension that will be agreed yeah. upon with Adamas and, and then Brewers. you got Luis Urias at third, and so I maybe he could play second base, but Sal Freelich, who they drafted in the first round last year, is number 94. He can play outfield or second. And Joey Weimer is number 95 on that list. He is like a Joey Gallo strikeout rate, but I think he has 20 home runs and 20 steals or something at double A. Honestly, so. that sounds like a Kansas City Royals <laughs> player. It could be. Because uh, they like trying uh, those types of guys. They like the speed. They like to try to see if they hit on the, on the, the power. That's uh, that's definitely an, uh, an interesting one. Uh, let's talk uh, NL West. So, again, I'm... Uh, when it comes to pushback on on the Brewers, I I, I I'm in agreement. Uh, it's uh, it's not as easy to find a clear cut player that is truly above what they already have. And again, uh, some Brewers fans I'm sure will be saying, "Yeah, but have you seen the results? What exactly do they have?" I understand that, I, and I understand the the inconsistency after watching the Rays offense uh, be putrid for over the last uh, since uh, Franco and and they're Brandon Lau went next, down. They're on my AL list. So, uh, I, I'm very much in agreement uh, on uh, on that. Uh, I don't see a player out there that's a clear cut above and beyond what they already have. Versus, if you really want to at least win the NL Central and give yourself a chance uh, with it, that's going to come down to pitching. You need a, a third arm uh, in light of these injuries to do that. And again, there's a decent amount of one-year rentals that are out there. One of those should be a fit with the Brewers that's not going to cost you uh, an arm and, a leg, arm and a leg to get. I like the, the 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 process there. Who do you have out in the NL West uh, to give again? Teams are trying to catch the the, the Dodgers, right? Uh, that's what we're trying to get to. in the week. Yeah. They got past the Padres yeah. until they got swept by Colorado. I mean, we can just talk about the Dodgers for a second here because we can get to the Padres in a second. But the Dodgers fell behind. Uh, Colorado swept the Padres. On a team that the offense is seemingly not clicked it's, on, it's not. It hasn't been previous years. Even when these guys were there, that's before Betts goes down. Yeah, it, you know they're still they're scoring runs, but they're far and away the best pitching team as far as like runs allowed in the National League. I think in all of baseball. But we've talked about the injuries to the pitchers. But you mentioned the injury to Betts. He's got a cracked rib. It must be a very small fracture because they X-rayed it. He was going to play, and then the next day suddenly he wasn't going to play, and they put him on the IL. Lowest runs given up by at least thirty yeah, to the nearest team. But now Walker Bueller's out. We've mentioned that last week. Andrew Heaney's back. Looked good yesterday, but I've seen a lot of Andrew Heaney over the years. If there's a team that I trust to fix him, it is Los Angeles Dodgers. Tyler Anderson still pitching pretty well, but Kershaw's back. But how long, right? Dustin May coming back. As usual, they have a ridiculously deep farm system. Can can anyone make sense of Julio Urias's uh, uh, random random numbers? 
is he is such of uh, an anomaly in every which way, shape, or form. He's got good peripherals; those things are there. But he's at like next to no wins. Like he's a, a hard luck pitcher, which is getting closer to Degromian levels. It's really weird uh, with with how all that's come together. Everything else looks good or close to uh, norm, like career norms. Uh, but he's the hard luck pitcher uh, on a team that. Has been, uh, uh, has been, has uh, been, you know, the one of the best in baseball. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't quite get your ass. It's strange. Um, yeah. Do you, I think they make a move for a player like Frankie Montas? As far as the Dodgers are concerned, I think they yeah they are they, willing they, to make. They're going to go big game hunting for pitching. So you mentioned Mookie Betts, as we said here, Trace Thompson, who's not much, but got traded from Detroit to the Dodgers. But that's not the type of move they're going to make. They will make a big game. You said big game hunting. They have, you know, they have plenty of options yet again. Miguel Vargas. If we brought up theirs, I'm sure they have multiple prospects in the top 100 because, as usual, they are usually very loaded there. And, and the reason why I see Montas as, as the big uh, one there is because they still have him under control for next year. Uh, so as this team goes uh, goes back and forth on on all of that, uh, you know, there becomes the the challenge of uh, uh, definitely the challenge of. Uh, Injury-prone players. They have a rotation full of injury-prone players. You just need enough quality there where however it shakes out, you're going to do okay. I like Montas with uh, one of their big uh, uh, prospects. Okay, well, that's that's fine. We think the Dodgers are still the team to beat, which means I got to pick a different team, and that leaves you two options, right? The They're not fixing the Colorado Rockies. You're not fixing the Arizona Diamondbacks. You're fixing either the Giants or the Padres to try to catch them. I'm going to take the Giants, who are actually currently in third. Good, because you shouldn't mention Padres at all, or a pox will be placed on your house. That's the level of luck that has uh, gone through San Diego for the last number of years. They've been making their uh, making their push right. They just got it where they, they go past. What happens? Swept Machado. Oh, Machado. Yeah. That looks bad. Like I haven't If heard... he comes back this year, I'd be surprised. I want to know what happened to that. That angle. is that a nasty. Scary. That, that uh, one looked bad. And so, and so there it was, right? There was your chance. They were making their stretch, then they get swept by Colorado, and then you have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no team has been more bit by the randomness of, of everything. They get weird injuries on they that do. team. But whether it's Mr. Motorcycle, Fernando Tatis still not playing, Manny Machado just hits the base weird. like The best four and two-thirds pitcher out there. Uh, Blake's <laughs> I got to get paid uh, Snell, uh, who looked good, again, for four and two-thirds. Yeah. Then he got lit up by Colorado. Uh at what point do you switch him to being like a closer type? Mm. To at least try. I mean, uh, good. I, yeah. I, I I think at, at this level he you can't count on him for five or six innings. That uh, I agree with. That, uh, so, that I agree and with. so if you can't do that, would his stuff play up in a one or two inning stint? Even if it's not a ninth inning guy, just a, a late inning like uh, Andrew Miller did that for a number of years with yeah. him. Like that's the role that I would give him. Put him into a one or two inning stint and see if you can get something where his stuff is going to play up more. Where maybe then by doing that he stops nibbling uh, and uses his stuff. They I think have, that's the role I would go. They have other pro- like Joe Musgrove was probably the. Front runner for the Cy Young Award right now just got COVID like that. That's tough. Mackenzie Gore has gotten lit up twice in a row by Colorado. Now one you can explain right. You can say okay, you're at Colorado, you got lit yep. up by Colorado. What happens at San Diego versus Colorado? A little more scary. The walks are starting to climb up with Mackenzie Gore. I am trying to trade Mackenzie Gore. I have him on multiple fantasy teams. I am because I don't. I think he'll be fine, but Mackenzie. There's Gore, volatility there. Yeah, and I got to pull this up. Mackenzie Gore has pitched 
54 innings this year. He has pitched 79 back in 2019. Like uh, the innings limit, the yeah. innings limit is going to hit someday, and I would prefer not to have to deal with that. So, because I got you know I got teams with Mackenzie Gore, Hunter Green, George Kirby, where they're all on the same team, and eventually they're all going to get shut down. I'm sure. Well, except for this one, this is the team that likes to run her arms until their arms fall off. So you might, then it might actually be the best bet of the ones that are there uh, from Denelson Lemen and everything else they do. They'll just keep running guys through. So I, I wouldn't put them on uh, top on my futures league, uh, <laughs> but for this year, eh, this he's on the right team to at least uh, get the most of what you're going to get out of him uh, potentially in his career. Uh, but now again, Fixing I'm yakking, I'm yakking uh, Padres. But now, now let's get to the team that you actually picked, the Giants. The Giants have, you know, you look at the Giants roster, we've said it for years, it does not stack up to what the Dodgers roll out there. It doesn't barely stack up to what the, the Padres roll out there, right? But they do it with a bunch of platoons, right? Jack Peterson comes in just to crush his right-handed pats. Then he sits against all the lefties. Opposite Darren Ruff, right? Crushes lefties, doesn't play against righties. My problem with the Giants is once you get through – they, the, some of these guys are regressing from what we saw last year, right? Brandon Crawford has regressed to Brandon Crawford of what he's always been. Joey Bart is back in AAA. They, they have, they're getting nothing out of catcher, right? So Tyro Estrada has been great at second base. Do you count on it? Maybe. Like, Tommy Lestella has been a massive disappointment. We were both big Tommy Lestella fans last year. He's been hurt. He has not been good. That's your DH. Like, you've got to get another bat. Last year we saw they did it with Chris Bryant. I think this is the team that should go out and actively push for Josh Bell. I see it. I think it's going to cost too much. Uh, I was looking at the I haven't seen the midseason updates, uh, but they have guys. Uh, this has been a bad farm system for a while now, but there's been it's hope closer. down in low A. Yep. Uh, so you have, you have the younger guys, the 20 year olds that are starting to emerge where you see talent that is starting to come. And that's what it takes when you've had a, a team that's been in the bottom for so long. It, now the developments are happening, so it's there. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to sway uh, for a, a Josh Bell trade. Maybe it would. Uh, but there's going to be a steep competition uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz, oh, his nice. teammate, uh, that I like as a, a veteran presence. They love their veterans over there. Uh, he would fit as the DH. I think he would hit very well uh, in the, that ballpark. Uh, I think that one's the one that I, I uh, within it, I'm seeing the same team, just a, just a different player. No, that's yeah, absolutely. The last time we mentioned Nelson Cruz was he was pretty awful, and He's I, I took Nelson starting Cruz to heat up a little bit. I took Nelson Cruz. You took Joey Votto, and actually they both have been pretty good since then. I was kind of off Joey Votto. You were off Nelson Cruz, but yeah, they they both look pretty good. I think you know Nelson Cruz. Certain you tell me you get Nelson Cruz at DH or Tommy Lestella. I'll take you know Nelson Cruz a million times out of a million. Everyone's going to take that, right? So sure, if, if Nelson Cruz, if they're not going to, you're not giving up. Marco Luciano is their big prospect. They have a couple others, Helio Ramos, but you're not giving up those guys for Josh Bell rental unless you get some type of an agreement. So does Nelson Cruz, he's got an option for another year, right? I think it's a mutual option. A mutual, he might take that. I don't know. If he likes that, if they go to the playoffs, I don't know. It always made no sense why he signed with Washington anyways. I think we all said, like, you're not likely to compete for the playoffs, maybe, but I I think Nelson Cruz makes a lot of sense. They We both agree they need a bat, right? Whether it's paying up for Josh Bell, maybe not as likely as you're right, settling settling for a borderline Hall of Famer Nelson Cruz, right? So that makes sense too. You've got to get something in this lineup. And the platoons work to an extent, but as you're seeing with Tampa Bay right now, like the platoons work to an extent, but 
at some point you just need like you need a reliable hitter. On. You right? need a couple yes. of guys in there, and then you can build around it. Uh, they were aggressive with Chris Bryant despite not having a great farm system last year, and, and they got him. Uh, so th- they can definitely make the moves, and they've done it in the past. This feels like the type of uh, a bat that would be of, of assistance in that category. Uh, San Diego has been long rumored to be a, a part of him, so you're going to have some interdivisional uh, 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 uh Contenders to it with him, rival uh, to it. So we'll see what, what happens there. Let's talk about uh, some young guys getting called up. Or do you want to take a break? No, let's let's do this. Uh, and we're gonna have uh, uh, just a short order on the uh, on the call ups of, of the names and just kind of give some commentary on it. Uh, but I'm just going through again at the beginning of the year. And MLB.com isn't my ideal reliable for where I, I rank guys overall, but that's who I have right here. And I'm just looking at the top 25 and guys who are now in uh, Major League Baseball right now: Adley Rutschman. Riley Green, uh, Grayson Rodriguez was till he got hurt. Uh, you have uh, uh, Gabriel Moreno. Just got called up to be the catcher. For, well, him and Alejandro Kirk are both very Splitting good catching that. options for Toronto while Danny Jansen's hurt. C.J. Abrams. So he just got called up again. We saw C.J. Abrams at the beginning of the year, but now with the Machado injury, C.J. Abrams just got recalled by San Diego. I think C.J. Abrams is going to steal a lot of bases at the big league level. I don't know if the power will translate as much as, you know, I haven't seen enough C.J. Abrams probably to make a good... Even gap uh, power can yes. be a, uh, can be a, a very enticing in that regard. Shane Boz? Just got back from your team. We saw Shane Boz last year. He just got back this year. Shane Boz is the first or second, you know. Grayson Rodriguez, Shane Boz, and Max Meyer are usually considered, like, Prime three with Daniel Espino and oh, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Um, maybe not. Maybe just Daniel Espino or George Kirby as like the next two down. Alec Thomas. So Alec Thomas with the Diamondbacks is kind of a, if you've ever watched him, he's really fun. Like I think Alec Thomas can be what Andrew Benatendi was back with Boston where he was like 2020, yep. 280 massive on base guy. Now he's just like 300 hit single, hifter single after single guy. But I, I like Alec Thomas. I, and Arizona's got probably, I don't know where he is on the list, but Corbin Carroll is at AAA, and that's like Trey Turner level next guy coming up for them. Uh, O'Neill Cruz. So O'Neill Cruz gets called up yesterday for Pittsburgh, and it was kind of, remember, I mentioned O'Neill Cruz last week as, as someone to look forward to. Him and Riley Green both got called up over the weekend. Riley Green looks great in his debut first two days. And O'Neill Cruz, six foot seven shortstop with huge power, big speed. It could go really, really right and think like, you know, full season. Could O'Neill Cruz go 30, 20? I think it's possible. Could he also strike out way too much and get sent right back down by the like middle of August this year? I think that's possible too. But here's what the deal is Pittsburgh, they made the right decision. You got to do something to get some people interested. And O'Neill Cruz is. This is a good choice in doing so. Uh, those fit the MLB.com uh, uh, tw- top 25 overall prospects. If we did honorable mention, it would be uh, George Kirby. It can't be far from George Kirby, Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes, right? Those guys all have to be pretty close to that list. 26 and, and uh, 27 uh, for a Kirby and Gorman. So George Kirby... The thing that I that everybody's always talked about with George Kirby is like the control, right? The control. How good how good is this dude's control? And I think I didn't look lately, but it was forty six strikeouts. I can pull it up here. Forty one strikeouts to five walks in his first forty three innings. 
that's amazingly good. Like that's what you've always heard. Is he's, play. He doesn't walk anybody. And yeah, I'm very impressed with George Kirby. Nolan Gorman is a platoon bat, a very good platoon bat, but he's a platoon bat. Very much. I, I called him Kyle Schwarber of the infield. I was going to go with Jack Peterson, but Kyle Schwarber works right there. I think we've compared Kyle Schwarber and Jack Peterson on this podcast before. So yes, that's a very good, very good comparison. Uh, just in the top 35, Matthew Libertor. Libertor got two starts with St. Louis, I think, maybe three. Um, Matthew Libertor, whereas some of those other pitchers we mentioned have this overwhelming stuff, Matthew Libertor is more of like your true pitcher. I, I don't know if that's the way to say it. He's not a thrower. He's a pitcher already. Like, he doesn't have the – Shane Boz throws 97, like, and Grayson Rodriguez brings it. George Kirby and Matthew Libertor are much more – they don't throw as much velocity, but good control, right? This is a, and I'm going to talk about the last guys on the list that were called up this week, but just highlighting what we have right here. This is a third of the top 25 overall best prospects in all of baseball that have been called up this year. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that uh, in, in recent years, uh, this amount of top prospects uh, that are uh that are all up by the this time of the of a season. Uh, it's exciting to see this wave coming up, a new new generation of uh, of baseball players. There's a uh, uh, as uh, our from our uh, intro uh, music goes. You know, there's two or three potential all stars in here. Uh, there's and more than that uh, in the number that we're talking do about. Still, so do you still have that list up? I do. Can I ask you where one of them is? The one that's one of them that's really impressed me a couple early on in the year. Is Rwanzi Contreras on that list, the pitcher for the Pirates? Because I've been very impressed with what I've seen out of him. They sent him down for a little while, then they call him back up, and uh, very, very impressed with what I've seen out of Rwanzi Contreras. And I assume he's somewhere in the top 100. He's I saw 63. 63. Uh, is where he was listed uh, listed here. Uh, uh, we have uh, I, he was uh, one that uh, a two start weeks. So some were talking. If you wanted to give a, give a shot with it uh, for fantasy, that was uh, a name that was mentioned uh, to give a whirl. Uh, Alex Kirilov and Josh uh, Josh Lowe uh, wrap up those that were called up uh, this uh, this week. Kirilov Kirilov is was I don't know if he's ever on the top of these lists, but he's been on this list. I think maybe three years ago he was on this list, like when Mackenzie Gore was number one, and then he kind of fell off. I think Kirilov has played for years with something slightly wrong with his wrist. And he spent time off finally. They gave him some time off and said, go heal this up. And he's been raking at AAA. I know for fantasy-wise, I added Kirilov in four teams or something like that. Pretty much anywhere I saw it, I took a chance. I still have a lot of faith in what Alex Kirilov has such a nice-looking swing from the left side. I just think there's a lot there. Josh Lowe. The problem early in the year was he struck out too much, right? Swing struck out too much, struck out. He's like six foot five. He's gonna strike out, you know, twenty five ish percent of the time. You're gonna live with that, right? But it was like 34 percent earlier in the year. I saw that. I looked at the AAA stats. It looks pretty good again. So they're gonna live with some strikeouts, but once again, that's there's a twenty twenty skill set in there if if he gets it going. Well, when we uh, uh, come back next week, we'll take a look at the AL uh, uh, for uh, fixing contenders, and we'll talk about some rumors that have started to heat up uh, as well. 